I'm Hillary. I'm Emily. And we're the Sirens. Today we're discussing Blue Hawaii, the 1961 musical starring Elvis. In it, Chad Gates returns from two years of military service to his home in Oahu, Hawaii, where he is reunited with his girlfriend, Miley, and his old friends. He avoids his parents because he doesn't want to enter the family business, the Southern Hawaiian Fruit Company. His mother, played by Angela Lansbury, looks down on his lower class friends and disapproves of his relationship. Defiant, Chad tries to work as a tour guide. His first assignment is to take care of the young teacher, Abigail Prentice, and her class of teenage girls. He gets in trouble when the flirtatious student, Ellie, begins pursuing him. Hijinks and very little plot ensue. Very little or too much plot, depending on how you look uh, at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, is there is there no plot or does the plot not make sense? <laughs> right. Yeah, because, I mean, it's hard to have a plot that makes sense when, like, every five minutes there's a song. Yeah, I mean, we should just, I mean, it's basically just a vehicle for Elvis to sing and swivel his hips on the beach. Right. And randomly, Angela Lansbury is involved. Like, who knew we lived in a universe where Angela Lansbury and Elvis Presley are in a movie together? Just saying. (laughs) That was the wildest thing about this movie, really. (laughs) So um, I was pleasantly surprised to see her in this, but I it was just jarring every time they were in a scene together. Do you have trivia about um, this you movie? Two pieces of trivia for this. One is that Angela Lansbury was only nine years older than Elvis oh in this movie when she played his mother. Mm-hmm. And the school teacher who was supposed to be older was less than a year older than Elvis. This was nominated for an Academy Award oh. for Best Screenplay. What? Did you? Yeah, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I could see if it was nominated for something specific, like maybe to the music or something. But the screenplay was not good. So I don't know I what, what was up, going on. Yeah, I want to look up what else was happening in 1961. <laughs> this was by far the most popular and successful of the Elvis movies. It was one of three that he did in Hawaii. Yes. And this is the one that's the most famous. So it was. if we were going to pick one Elvis movie, this was the one to pick. <laughs> <laughs> if we felt like we had to pick an Elvis movie, we picked the right one. <laughs> <laughs> um, who did you bio for this one? Um, Elvis Presley. Because... Oh shocking (laughs) shocking um and partly because we've already done angela lansbury um back when we watched gaslight i think so very different film yes Um, so elvis presley often was referred to uh just as elvis uh he was known as the king of rock and roll and he's regarded as one of the most significant cultural figures of the 20th century he when i was looking at him i was I guess I was surprised to learn that um, not only was he known for sort of popularizing like rock and roll, he like he did it sort of knowing apparently that like he was this white guy who was helping to popularize a kind of music or form of music that was heavily influenced by like African-American musical culture. And he like knew that he was very aware that like he was sort of opening the door for 
African-American singers. He sort of knew that his influences were like both came from both black and white musical traditions. So he was born in Mississippi in January, 1935. His family uh, relocated to Memphis uh, when he was 13. He never received any formal music training and couldn't actually read music. So he studied and played by ear. He visited a lot of record stores, attended a lot of like, like musical events in Memphis. His musical career began in 1954, recording at Sun Records with producer Sam Phillips, who wanted to bring the sound of African American music to a wider audience. Not only with the that those like this like chart topping records, he also appeared on television a lot. So he became this very quickly became this leading figure of rock and roll. You know, he was very open about like the impact of African American music on his on his own performance. And I didn't realize this. I just thought of like, you know, everybody knows about those swiveling hips, but like it wasn't just the swiveling hips that caused him to be considered a threat to the moral well being of white American youth. Was also <laughs> that like he was, you know, popularizing um, what was up until that time considered to be African American music. Um, he did like take a lot of influence from uh, regional radio stations that played what were then considered race records, which were spirituals, blues, um, backbeat heavy uh, rhythm and blues music. Um, because he was white and lived in the segregated South, he likely only attended blues venues on nights designated for exclusively white audiences, which I think is sort of interesting to contemplate. In 1956, in November 1956, he made his film debut in Love Me Tender, um, and then he was drafted into the military in 1958. And then when he came back um, after two years, which might sound, sound familiar, um, <laughs> before familiar to this the movie the plot of this movie he came back and recorded what became some of his most commercially successful work and then he um in the 1960s he made more movies soundtrack albums and then like you mentioned his most one of his most famous films were jailhouse rock blue hawaii and viva las vegas in 1968, following a seven-year break from live performances, he returned to the stage in a acclaimed TV special called Elvis, <laughs> very creatively <laughs> named. And then he ended up doing an extended Las Vegas concert residency. And then in 1973, he gave the first concert by a solo artist that's brought that was broadcast around the world. Um, that was called Aloha from Hawaii. I think this is pretty well known. He there were lots of years of prescription drug abuse um, and a lot of unhealthy eating habits that compromised his health. And he died suddenly in 1977 at his Graceland estate at the age of 42. Wow, that was a great um, overview bio of someone who, you know, you, you really hit all the points. Yeah, there's a lot more I could say, but, you know. <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting watching this movie after recently seeing the Elvis biopic that was mm -hmm. um, in the theaters with um, Tom Hanks was in it as his manager mm. with like mm -hmm. a lot of prosthetics mm -hmm. and obviously that was like a fictionalized biopic two, my two big takeaways from that were like I didn't realize how much he was around African-American culture growing up mm -hmm. like I knew that that's where he his musical influences were from but I like he lived, at least according to the show, like he lived in a part of town 
where it was more black families than white families because mm-hmm. um, his family had a troubled history and he was around a lot of like gospel culture. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing was just like the abusive relationship with his manager mm-hmm. and how awful that was. I mean, and then, and to the point that some people say the manager killed him because he kept him on the drugs to keep performing and wouldn't release him from his contract. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty scary stuff. Yeah, that is scary. Um, but this movie is really him in his prime. I like I I usually picture him more as like the older Elvis, mm. who's kind of like like Las Vegas Elvis, a little worse for the wear, and mm-hmm. in some kind of crazy like unitard. Yeah. But in this, I mean he he really I thought he looked looked great in this movie he seemed to have a lot of vitality and he was just like energetic i don't think he is a great actor (laughs) (laughs) but it was just interesting to me to see him like this and my mother-in-law is obsessed with him he's her favorite music and she is not of the right age demographic that this would make sense like she's Uh she's too young Uh but she's obsessed with him and she said she's seen all his movies. Like we immediately talked about this one. She said that she loves this one. So, I mean, if you look at it just as like the musical performances and don't care about what's going on in between them, like that part was pretty good. But if you look at it as a movie, yeah, <laughs> yeah, even if you think look at it as like a as a musical film it's well I mean I guess though like you could also say that like some of the other musicals that we've watched like I'm an American in Paris like or Oklahoma whoa 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 whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I would not even put this in the same category (laughs) but yeah I mean this was a musical in the sense of like there were people performing in it but it wasn't like the music had nothing to do with the plot and did not advance the plot. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't and... like whatever those other we've watched a couple of movies that were just music like stormy mm. weather. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we've watched yeah, some musicals mm-hmm. that are more like sort of like cabaret or like when we did stage door canteen. I was going yeah, to say stage door canteen that are both like very loosely connected. Yeah, but this was it wasn't cabaret and it wasn't like a more traditional musical and it wasn't even like the Doris Day ones where it's mostly just a movie and occasionally she sings because she has that talent. That's right. I forgot. This was that. like she, he mostly sings and then occasionally in between tries to act. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think he was that bad of an actor. I mean, he's no Spencer Tracy, but like, <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't like jarring. I didn't find it jarring, partly because like, I was just like, okay, every three minutes he's sing- breaking in a song. So, <laughs> if you don't like what's happening with the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> just wait two minutes. No, that's true. I mean, I'm too, I thought he was verbally, like in terms of his delivery of dialogue, I thought that was good. But in a lot of the scenes, it seemed like he didn't really know what to do with his body when he was supposed to be acting. And he would just, like, run around manically. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, half the time, like, in the conversations with his parents, like, I think, like, I mean, it's shocking to me that the, like, the screenplay was Oscar nominated because, like, 
he starts a conversation and then they're they like are like oh we here's an opinion of ours and he's like i'm leaving (laughs) (laughs) that's true he keeps going back to the house and then he just always leaves and i'm like why bother yeah why are you even going back i don't understand yeah although i got like my first note about this movie was that he waits five days to go see his parents after he hasn't seen them for two years just because he thinks that like immediately that he's gonna like press they're gonna press him into like working at the family like plantation i was like i'm sorry (laughs) you come back after two years and you don't tell your mom that you are back and your mom isn't like uh like counting down the days and like all up in your business about like when you are coming back so that she can be at the airport to meet you like if my child was coming home after two years, I would like fly to the freaking mainland to meet them. <laughs> like, Yeah, I know that whole thing. So I kept writing, I was like reviewing my notes before this and I kept writing like rich white boy does this rich white boy. Does, and like rich white boy is mad that his family like wants to see him after he comes back from military service yeah rich white boy doesn't want that job like rich white boy stumbles into another job he's not qualified for like yeah rich white boy like sleeps on his surfboard and avoids dealing with any problems i know i know (laughs) rich white boy yeah i mean that's basically it because i think like you said something about like his parents don't approve of his low class friends it's not just that they are lower class it's that they are native and she like specifically the mom specifically refers to them as like his native friends and and, which he like bristles at and even I think like her her husband Chad's dad like bristles at like her like harping on it like harping on specifically that they are native and like I think this is an interesting movie like everything we've said put that aside it's an interesting movie to like think about um like particularly now while when we're recording this episode is right in the aftermath of the fires in Hawaii and like like there's a lot of like stories in the news and in like progressive spaces where basically the natives are like yeah we don't we do not want tourists here we don't white we don't want white people here like do not come here (laughs) yeah don't come (laughs) that's true and i read about this movie that it was responsible for increasing a lot of tourism to hawaii yeah the tourism industry is like responsible for you know 70 percent of the revenue but also like on days when there are like water like days when the people on the islands have to conserve water for whatever reason it's just the residents who have to conserve water the resorts don't have to oh my gosh yeah, I was thinking, like, when I was watching this, because when it first opens, like, the opening scenes of the movie where um, she's driving the little, like, mm-hmm. convertible, it, like, it very much looks like a resort. Like, yeah. there's lots of high rises, and it was like, this is, it looked like this is a vacation spot for, mm-hmm. like, wealthy people, and when they then when they're more like hanging out at the hut and stuff like it it was kind of like you could see him kind of going back and forth between the two worlds and the one felt like more authentic but then he wasn't really a part of that one either like his friends are going on the like catamaran is it catamaran 
Oh, no. They, what they're on is Outrigger Canoes, which I only know because of uh, ch- a children's book that, oh. is, that features an Outrigger Canoe. <laughs> well, I'm glad you know. <laughs> but I mean, just like the options available to them and like what they're doing to make a living. And he isn't doing those things. And then when he does try to sort of like break out from his the family business he goes right into tourism. He's not like doing some sort of thing that will be like low impact on the area. It's like, oh, let's like, I'll drive them all over the island. Also, some of the places he was taking them, I was like, if some guy I didn't know drove me down this dirt road, like on on an island, like it looked like he could have murdered them. I know I'm often saying things could be horror films, but this could have like very easily flipped to like school teacher and four young teenage girls like go missing. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think he says something about like how he wants to be part of like Hawaii. Like like, Hawaii is on the up and up. And so like he wants to be part of it's like brightening future or whatever, which I think like at the time looked like the tourism industry. Like nobody was thinking critically or nobody was like turning to the native Hawaiians and being like, what do you think about this? Because we'd already annexed it and like made it a state. So the United States was like, this is ours now. We don't care about the people who are here. Yeah. And like his family, I mean, his parents had Southern accents. They were clearly not born there. So yeah um did you think that it felt a little sort of like tennessee williams the way angela lansbury was constantly like daddy daddy well there are a couple of lines where like which like it was a little bit inconsistent in terms of like characterization but like at the part at his coming back party he seemed the dad feels like very supportive of chad up until a point um and she says to him at some point aren't you forgetting yourself daddy and he says i'm trying to mother and he like like throws back another drink or whatever (laughs) like okay (laughs) i mean i i know it's of a different time but i find it so creepy when couples like refer to each other as parent names yeah (laughs) like when the kid is the kid is firstly an adult basically and um and is also like not an earshot (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that has some major like mike pence vibes that (laughs) we can just leave behind i just don't i'm not into anything that has mike pence vibes well i also saw the play cat on a hot tin roof like a couple months ago Mm -hmm. and the main character well one of the main characters is big daddy yeah. And everyone just is calling him Big Daddy the whole time. So, <laughs> which also felt weird to me, but I guess, I mean, maybe it's a Southern thing and we're Yankees, I guess. Do you consider yourself a Yankee? Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you like how there was like a spanking scene in this movie? Yeah, like no. apropos of nothing? He was like, I mean, because she was, I mean, she was basically like, nobody cares, which is why I act like this. And he's like, you know nobody spanked you and she was like nobody even like cared enough to spank me and i was like if this ends up with a spanking i'm out of here and then he spanked her and i was but like a lot and i was like i'm sorry what is happening what is happening here and then it immediately cuts from that scene to her in the morning sitting on a pillow and looking happy for the first time in the movie like yes yeah. all i needed was to be dominated yeah and by a white man 
and assaulted. <laughs> and now I'm like, it goes back to that, that same plot line we keep seeing in so many of these movies where if there's sort of like um, a defiant or like stronger female character that the movie is telling us like this person just needs to be dominated by a man. By a and man, then, yeah. And then all the problems with her will be resolved. Wild. <laughs> Yeah, I was watching it with Mike, and <laughs> we were both just, like, staring at each other with our mouths. <laughs> um, did you also notice how, like, the opening, the first shots with Elvis in them are, like, him making out with an airline stewardess right, which in he front only, of his girlfriend? Well, he only does that to make her jealous. Which I'm like, she hasn't seen you in two years. Why do you feel like you need to make her jealous? I, I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, we, we'll we'll talk about it in the Bechtel test, but like, the <laughs> yeah. gendered politics of this movie were terrible. Yeah. Um, what about th- this um, fine line from the movie? You sure kept them both in good shape, your body and my car. God. I know. This is, that's, um, that's some Academy Award nonsense. <laughs> Screenplay for you right there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I also kind of didn't understand why, like, so he went away for two years and like Miley just waited for him. Yeah. And then when he comes back, he's like, oh, now that we're reunited, I'll make out with someone else. And then the whole movie is kind of like all these other women throwing themselves at him. Yeah. Well, and there's that, that like, that song, one of the songs at the beginning is about how he was, like, almost entirely faithful to her, and she's just oh, like, yeah. okay, yeah. I mean, maybe that was just the expectation at that time. Yeah. I don't but know, like, but she seemed to have no, like, outside dalliances or anything going on, so I guess that only goes one way. Yeah. I mean, or they just, he didn't, he couldn't imagine that she would have any outside dalliances, so it wouldn't come up. Like, it just, like, wasn't, he couldn't, like, wasn't in his worldview. I, now I'm, like, hoping that she, like, had, just, like, affairs with all of the, the friends in the band. Just like, Yeah, all of the, she, she was with every guy in the band <laughs> while he was gone. <laughs> how do you, what do you think about how he, like, he was in the war for two years. He was not in a war, but his mom keeps saying that he's back from the war. And his, da- mm-hmm. his dad is, like, he wasn't in a war. There wasn't a war. But she keeps saying so, saying it so she doesn't feel like he wasted his life. And I'm like, firstly, how old is he? Like 24? I don't know. <laughs> 25? Like, it's the beginning. <laughs> and secondly, yeah. wow, that you have to like pretend he was in a war. Yeah. Um, th- I did note when she started saying the war, I was like, like, this doesn't make sense because this came out in 1961 and there was no like what war he is too late for korea it's too early for vietnam yeah what war is this (laughs) yeah and like he was just in europe like probably on some base but it also confuses me that like if his whole thing was you know i want to do things on my own i don't want to go into the family business and he actually joined the military like that's a viable plan to like strike out on your own and and not have much influence of like what who your family was or where you came from yeah why'd you come back yeah exactly like I, it seemed like he just came back to like lie about basically which i think is actually the case he was like okay i'm done i'm gonna go lie on a surfboard and <laughs> go swimming in the water and playing a ukulele 
Yeah, I think, I don't know if you can remember back to like when we watched Gidget, which was like a couple mm-hmm. years ago, but in a way he reminded me of sort of the moon doggy character who okay. was like he's like i'm a beach bob like i'm just like a surfer i'm a drifter but like really he was like a college student who like came from a wealthy family and <laughs> right. was just sort of like slumming it like that's what this felt like to me it was like yeah. it felt like he was slumming it until but like in reality he was gonna like move on and like make money and leave all of this stuff behind Right. He had a solid safety net. Like all he had to do was say like, oh, yes. okay, fine. I'll work for you, dad. Yeah. And he ultimately did end up working for him. It was just like, I'm just going to work in this different section of the company. I'm going to be a contractor. Yeah. Yeah. So that really branching out, really doing it on your own. One thing, another thing I noticed was how much pink there was in this movie. (laughs) That's because you just watched the Barbie movie. It is because I just watched the Barbie movie. (laughs) But there, like, the aesthetic of the movie, it was just, like, very, like, sporty and, like, resort. And, like, I just couldn't get over, like, how entire air, like, a whole restaurant would just be pink. Like, you would never see that now. Yeah, it was very 60s. Yeah, it was just a, def- a very different aesthetic. I've been living my own life, making my own decisions for a long while now. It's impossible to go back to being treated like a child again. Um, do you think we're ready to talk about the Bechtel test? Sure. And do you think that there are two women who talk to each other about something other than a man or relationship? There's short exchanges between the girls. That, like the high school students that are like ribbing Ellie, the the one who's like the odd man out or whatever, mm-hmm. that aren't entirely. I mean, they're not positive, but they're not about men. <laughs> That's true. Like it feels like this movie should not pass for a myriad of reasons, but it, there are a lot of female characters. Mm-hmm. and i think that is true that they do talk to each other at least somewhat yeah i mean miley's grandmother is in this movie yeah that's true and they talk to each other but i don't know if they're mostly talking about I chad i think they're mostly talking about chad i think like if it passes it's on like a technicality yeah i think you're probably right <laughs> one of the reasons that they people liked this movie when it came out was it's because it's just like beach like tunes and babes <laughs> like basically like, like it white, was white people bopping around on the beaches yeah they was supposed to be like oh there's just like a ton of beautiful women in this movie so people like going to see it so it almost felt like even though there were more women characters that Mm -hmm. it was they were mostly just there for eye candy yeah which is not very bechtel-y no (laughs) no we all want to help one another human beings are like that we want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. Well, what did you think about social justice? I mean, we talked a little bit about just the divide between the white settlers, who they refer to as the newcomers, and natives. And like, there's, it seems to me that there's like glimpses of native culture, but they're very much like exoticized, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I don't even, I mean, I'm not confident that I could be like, oh yes, I have an, I understand that this is like an uh, quote unquote authentic, like native music or whatever. And, you know, I have no confidence that like the dances aren't like filtered through like, you know, white people saying, oh, this is what we think native dances are like in Hawaii. Yeah, that's true. I I mean, in, um, in the first couple minutes of the film, there's those girls on the tarmac mm-hmm. who are in bare feet on an airplane tarmac yeah and it, yeah but but that i thought sort of exemplified the whole thing that it was like yeah you know the, they were sort of other eyes and it's just mm-hmm. like oh we're here like to be sort of a novelty for these white tourists and even though like i thought the band was really interesting i actually wish they had like done more with them <laughs> Yeah, but it still felt like they were just played for laughs. Yeah, certainly of... just like a like not very deep depiction of native music. Yeah, that's true. And then we also talked about it, but just the like the class, yeah, uh, classism and racism that was very explicit with Chad's mother and ping pong. Oh yeah! Oh gosh, that was <laughs> awful. That was so bad. I think I blocked that out. <laughs> I, I like in the first part of the movie like the first 20 minutes I like wasn't paying attention and then at some point I was like oh no firstly his name is ping pong and secondly what is this like characterization that's like overly like feminized and overly like exoticizing this this character named ping pong yeah all that and then all the scenes were just making fun of him yeah his mother also talks about the the war between the states oh yeah i forgot about that um and seems if i mean she might not directly refer to the confederacy but there's definitely like you know what do they call it? the the cause there's like a vibe of the yeah of the war like of northern aggression yeah. exactly that was coming through <laughs> from her so and that was just like haha the civil war so funny yeah I mean, I guess you could say, like, for a movie of this time, that, like, the one positive thing was that he was actually preferring the culture of, like, people not of, not who are just like him. Yeah. And, like, making a choice that he wanted to be around, like, more authentic people, more down-to-earth people. Now, obviously... He was just slumming it and then moved on. <laughs> so it's not, that was not great. But I mean, yeah. like for this time, just the fact that he was like, oh, I'd rather hang out with my yeah. native friends and make music and like live in this hut. Like for then it was probably making a statement. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I agree that like none, basically none of this content is like surprising for the time. I did note that, like, I did appreciate that, like, he took his tour guide role seriously in terms of, like, feeling like he needed to protect the students and their teacher. Like, they go to that luau or mm-hmm. luau, and Ellie is clearly being preyed on by this guy, this married man who is maybe a little bit drunk or whatever. And he's, like, like on the sidelines, and he's, like, looking at her and telling her not to, like, egg this guy on, which is a little bit, like, uh, victim blaming. But but I I like I appreciated that like he was like trying to quietly intervene to get her to like create some distance like he wasn't like swooping in like to be a like I was gonna say white savior 
not <laughs> but like but essentially a white saver he wasn't like like treating her like property he was still like letting her make a choice about it but then like when the going got tough he was like he stood up for her and was like no no <laughs> You will, you will not be touching this this girl. Yeah, that whole scene was really wild. The way that older man was like, "This is my wife," and then he's immediately like, "Hello, teenage girl. Like, let's yeah. make out." Yeah, I know. Ugh, disgusting. It's so gross. It like definitely like took me back to being a teenager and like having creepy old men around. And- yes. Yeah. Hate that. What did you think of the Ellie character? We didn't really talk about her that much. I mean, I was sort of, I mean, even though she says like, oh, I, you know, my parents, I have, you know, two mothers and three fathers or whatever she said. I, I, that, I don't know. I feel like we didn't have enough context about like why this teacher was going to Hawaii with these, these particular four students. And like, why was Ellie there? <laughs> Just why was she there? yeah that's true i mean i think that would be a hard job bringing four teenage girls on a vacation anywhere yeah yeah, anywhere like i think that would be difficult and especially if she didn't know them that well it wasn't clear like if they were all from the same school or she was just sort of like a chaperone like were they all in the same class like back wherever they came from yeah maybe but at first i was kind of glad that it was like oh at least there's one woman in this movie who isn't like falling all over herself for this this guy named chad and then she was and then she was then it was like oh of course now he was mean to her so she's in love with him (laughs) the end but i mean there is like the teacher he thinks that the teacher's in love with him but it turns out the teacher is in love with or his dad's boss yes that was like the one nice twist of this movie basically the only part of this movie that i was at all even like mildly surprised by was that (laughs) yeah <laughs> mildly surprised by <laughs> well are we ready to rate the movie <laughs> yes i don't even know you uh, well you know what no i'm gonna go first i'm gonna give it a two mm-hmm. yeah i mean i was gonna give it a two too i think oh excellent well i mean it was a diversion yeah I will say, and like it was cool to be able to see Elvis at this age performing like that. Like I enjoyed that. Basically, the parts of the movie that I found the most enjoyable were just him, like mm-hmm. singing and dancing. You can watch Aloha from Hawaii now. Oh, his special, his music musical special. Okay, well maybe that's the next thing. Maybe I should <laughs> get together with my mother in law and watch that. There you go. Perfect. Um, but yeah, like the plot was very thin of this movie and the gender politics were bad and I just I wasn't wild about any of that aspect I did think it was Mm -hmm. like I as we're talking about like don't go to Hawaii and stuff like it was interesting to me to see it filmed on location there like to see the scenery Mm -hmm. I've never been to Hawaii um yeah So, like, that aspect was compelling. Like, I thought the cinematography was good. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, beyond that, I would say it was no great shakes. Yeah. I mean, I I similarly would give it a two. I don't think it was quite as, like, vapid as I thought it was going to be. Especially, like, watching it through the lens of, like, this big fire wildfire that's currently like a big deal on one of the islands you know so so it wasn't quite as like as vapid as I was expecting it to be and I like 
to be honest, like, I guess I appreciated the diversion, appreciate that we are talking about it. So I don't feel like it was just like pointless eye candy, essentially. Um, no, that's I, true. I think I've like, I've reached my lifetime quota of all this movies now. So <laughs> that's true. That. We yeah. saw one and quota filled. Done. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. It's I do feel like I'm more interested in him as a person. Mm. um then i i just used to be like well he's like i'm not that into his music and like he's not for me yeah but after seeing the like biopic movie of him watching this and like learning more about his bio i actually think Mm. he is more interesting than i gave him credit for and (laughs) i'm curious about him yeah that's fair i think yeah so i may end up at graceland yet (laughs) we'll see so hell what's our next movie Ooh. well speaking of doris day um we are doing the pajama game yay another fun one may it please the court i submit that my entire line of defense is based on the proposition that persons of the female sex should be dealt with before the law as the equals of persons of the male sex Follow The Screen Sirens on Twitter at The Screen Sirens. Leave us a review on iTunes or SoundCloud to help other people find us. And become a patron at patreon.com slash The Screen Sirens. Thanks for listening. After all, tomorrow is another day.